SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Okay, we start by talking rugby. We welcome your voice notes, 0614104107. If you did watch the game, and let's speak to Mike Greenaway, author at, of All Out Rugby and also multimedia journalist at IOL. Mike, good evening. Thanks again for being able to speak to us tonight on SAFM. Yeah, good evening. Uh, I wish we had uh, better tidings to discuss, but... <laughs> I actually think we played much better. I think you said it a little earlier. Um, 100% uh, improvement from Dublin. And uh, yeah, that's good to be on the show. Yeah, but what was pleasing with the improvement um, on Saturday night, Mike? Mike, what what would have satisfied you the most? Look, um, the, the, the positive way that they played. Um, we It's the first time we've seen the, the box in a very long time actually trying to attack with the backs. I thought uh, it, it was a really positive performance. Um, you know, we, we, we against Ireland, there was so much of that uh, bash, bash, bash from the forwards and and that uh, eternal and infernal box kicking. <laughs> but um, this, we had a go. We tried to play some rugby, and um, I think they, the box really proved the point. You know, France won on the scoreboard. But I think it was quite a hollow victory for them because everyone's talking about them as being uh, the favourites to win the World Cup and uh, the best team in the world. But the box play outplayed them, so they, you know, they they would be the ones scratching their heads. And, and the, the box, yeah, we we lost on the scoreboard, but there, there's something we we've got something to work with now. And um, and obviously the World Cup is in France uh, next year, so. I think I think the box will be very pleased with how it went. So, so why are we are we not seeing more of that running rugby then, Mike? If a lot of people were pleased with it, or is it is it for set, for for specific or certain opposition that they save it for? Yeah, it's, it's a very good question. I, I I think it's a mindset thing, and I, I've got a bit of a theory about what happened there. Is um, what if Peter Steptoy hadn't been uh, red carded in the eleventh minute? Mm. Would they then have just played their normal way? Um, oh, they were actually forced into into playing a little differently because they were a man down. So that's <laughs> that's a, a good question. Um, but I think however they arrived at that way of playing, um, they now they now know that they can do it. And I think also what they were trying to do is um, that that. Um, the French Ford Pack is, is the biggest and heaviest in world rugby. They're very big men. So um, I think they were trying to tire them out, trying to move the ball around. And so that was a, that was a tactic to, to, try and, to try and tire the French Pack. But um, the main thing is that, that now that we've seen them do it and now that they've seen themselves do it, hopefully that's now um, another option for how they can play. It doesn't just have to be bash, bash, kick, kick. Um, so that was refreshing. Yeah. And and you've mentioned uh, the red card to Peter Steff. Now, it did, well, I mean, you could see that he was pushed from the back there, which led to him going into the face. Yeah. I think it was Dante there. But yeah. um, what do the rules say here? Are the rules clear here that regardless of what happens, if you, if you hit somebody in the face, it's a red card? Yeah, it's as simple as that. And... You know, Peter Steff Detroit has got an exemplary disciplinary record. He's one of the cleanest players you'll find. He is um, he's not malicious. He's, he's not um, dirty in absolutely any way. 
and you could see how mortified he was um, mm. at what had happened. I mean, the guy sat there and the tears were flowing. The whole game. Um, so it was an accident. And, you know, the, also what happened there is, the, you know, the French guy got knocked out. So when you see, when it's damage like that, the, 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 the officials have to act. But, I mean, the letter of the law, if you strike um, your opponents uh, anywhere in the head, um, that's, that's, that's a card. So it was unfortunate. I mean, we could clearly see that Damien Gallander sort of pushed into Peter Steff, which launched him <laughs> like a rocket into mm. the, the French center. Um, it's just one of those things. Um, the law is the law. So, so he does have a hearing tomorrow, from what I understand, and you've mentioned his, yeah. his record is exemplary. Can he get yeah. out of it then, or is he, is he out of this tour? Yeah, it, 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 I think so. I think um, a, a, a sympathetic uh, panel at the hearing tomorrow um, will look at his record. They will hear the extenuating uh, circumstances. I mean, he was pushed. Uh, also, I mean, it, it wasn't like it was a... A high tackle um, or a high clear-out. He was about a foot off the ground. Um, so it's not like he went in recklessly high. It was, it was, he was almost on ground level. Um, and it's, it's sort of unusual for that opponent to have his head so low down as well. It was, it was an accident. And I, I've got a feeling that he'll be, he'll be um, free to be selected. That's my prediction. I hope I'm right. Because the guy, uh, that was the 11th minute of the game. So he sat out for, for how's your math, 69 minutes. Hmm. Um, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. So he's been punished. That, that's a heck of a punishment. And you could see uh, the remorse all, all over his face as he sat there. Yeah. So, yeah, and- hopefully he gets off. Yeah. And what's the reasoning behind this this rule, or is it just simple? It's just it's just dangerous play, basically. Look, there's a big problem in uh, in rugby now with with uh, people, and as they get older, like long after they've retired, there, there are quite a few cases now of guys guys getting dementia, um, and there's like it's, it's 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 quite serious. It's 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 not just isolated cases. Um, and so there's a massive um, uh, sort of move, movement in, in, in rugby now to limit as many head impact situations as possible to try and try and get them down. I mean, um, and so just to have a have a rule that if you touch someone else's head, you you get carded. It's a bit of a, a blanket rule, but um, I, I, that, that's the reason behind it. They, 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 there's a huge drive to to lower um, head impact injuries, and and then overall, Mike, what what did you make of the officiating? I read I read your piece actually in the paper today, and I think yeah, if I remember correctly, okay. you were concerned by by the last ten minutes yeah. more than anything else. Well, that's exactly right. I thought Wayne Barnes did pretty well, but that last ten minutes was awful. There were some really bad decisions. Look, I I'm not a conspiracy theorist most of the time, but. <laughs> Hey man, that was very, very odd. That when the when the French player scores with a double movement, suddenly the, the TMO disappears. There's no connection between the ref and the TMO. And I, like I say, I, I hate conspiracy theories, but I'm starting to think that uh, you know there was a French technician somewhere who flipped a switch, pulled the plug. 
<laughs> pulled the plug so that they couldn't review that double movement. It was it, it was definitely a double movement. The trial should have been disallowed, but they couldn't look at it because uh, mysteriously there was a, a, a connection problem. <laughs> <laughs> so you yeah. think it wouldn't have been given if, if the TMO was available? I'm certain because how could they how could they not see that 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 was an illegal double movement? But also in that last uh, couple of minutes, uh, I thought Dion Ferry was um, was very harshly yellow carded. Mm. Um, you know, the, the, the French had, had infringed quite a lot in in in, uh, in our red zone, and and they got they got warned. They got warned a number of times. Now, Dion Fury's first infringement is a yellow card. So that's, um, you know, we've got a bit of a persecution complex of South Africans sometimes, but I do think that was rough. I think he should have been warned. But, I mean, he, his first transgression, then he's, he's, he heads for the bin, whereas the French cars were warned and warned and warned and warned. So, yeah, I, th- I, think, uh, I think Wayne Barnes had riffed pretty well, pretty fairly, but... But he he lost the the plot in the in the last ten minutes. Okay, okay. We're speaking to Mike Greenaway for those who are just joining us, looking back at the rugby this past weekend, and maybe we'll get his thoughts on Italy on a Saturday. We've got a caller from Kabe Khatemba. Molwe Nepai. Member, member. The last time I spoke with you, man, was like when you're on the other side. How are you, sir? I'm great, and you, member. Have you been ah, watching the rugby? Good, I know we love rugby back in Kabe. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I think I'm going to put my head on the block here and say well done to the Springboks, well done to the technical team. I'll tell you why. Uh, I will put a disclaimer and say South Africa will win the World Cup uh, come next year oh. because the tactics that the technical team is working on currently, they are extremely, extremely encouraging. Uh, I think that team will be happy even if they lose all the... Uh, the outgoing uh, matches, you know, this year, but are working on something, you know, that I believe is going to assist us. Look at how they decided not to even use our fly half for kicking, right? And that, for me, said something fundamental because it was a test on whether if he focuses only on the game, without worrying about, because he had a horrible uh, game the previous week, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, whether he can withstand and just focus on the game itself. And I think I did see some positive signs, but I do believe that uh, Pollard will still probably pay, play a better role in there mm. if he was available. Right? Okay, good point here, uh, Timber. So for me, I think, guys, this is very good tactics. Let's just look at the win now. Let's look at the improvements. Okay, and those okay. Improvements, I think it's a positive side. Building up to the World Cup. The bigger picture is the World Cup. So let's not despair, even though it's two straight losses. But I worry about the goal kicking, though. I wonder how how many times will they get away with it without having a specialist goal, goal kicker, even though, uh, the, the, um, even though the guys that kicked on Saturday silenced all of us. We'll take a break and we'll get the thoughts of our guest and we'll also come back with some of your voice notes. Get a Monati Sama made of prizes worth 30 million rand with Telcom. To enter, recharge, sign up, renew or upgrade to one of our value-packed summer deals. And you could win travel, fuel, shopping, grocery, meal and data bundle vouchers. Dial star 180 hash, call 10213, click telcom.co.za or go to any Telcom shop. T's and C's and competition rules apply. Live your Monati.
Call us on 086-000-2032. Good evening, Tabison. Good evening to Mr. Krenaway. Libra here. I have two questions. Uh, does World Rugby allow the coaches um, or the director of rugby, in the case of Rassi, for him to go to the to uh, to, to to the referee or the referees to go and complain about moments in the game where the coach, you know, where in fact the referee could have handled it differently, uh, seeing that Rasi complained on Twitter with that dangerous tackle that he complained about. Um, I think World Rugby does allow for the coaches to go to the referees after the game, or I think on Tuesday or Monday after uh, the game, and offer videos or clips of where the moments of the game where they were not impressed by the way the referee officiated, or am I just uh, talking lies? And then two, were you impressed about how Damon Villamsa played over the weekend, and how long can they continue with this? Because uh, I think Mani Libok should play for me. Thanks, Libra here. Good evening, Tabizo. They played well, the boys. And I think even after they went one man down, they still came back strong and scored try. And yeah, they, they played exceptional rugby. I just wish and hope that from last Saturday, they can continue playing the, this type of game. And I never thought Fafdik Lek will kick like the way he kicked. That conversion and penalty, he kicked them like a true fly half. Yeah. <laughs> Evening, Evening, member in Katlaho there. The World Cup is in September, I think, next year. Where does it think the post should work on, like, between now and then? And, uh, well, there's still a bit of time, in my opinion. But uh, what, are th- what are their chances? What does he think? I am behind Springbok. This is our rugby, our national rugby. I, I trust them. Even after a Saturday loss, I'm still supporting them and I have a lot of hope to them. They assemble the best. So, okay, thanks. Thanks for those questions. Do we go to the lines still? Uh, Colin from Cape Town, good evening. Good evening, Tabisa. Good evening. Good evening to your guest. Yes. Uh, I like the, I like uh, this one voice message now. Now, uh, the World Cup is 2023. What do you think we should work on? <laughs> uh, I reckon I can answer that question. Mm. We must work on our discipline. Team discipline. We've lost so many games. We keep so many penalties away. That is what they must learn first. Discipline. Behave yourself on the field. All right. Steph to tell you that was an accident. You know what I mean? But now being one man down, you say to yourself, hey, boys, we are one down. Let's control ourselves. Don't make mistakes. We've got eight minutes left. And that is exactly what they did. Made that blunder. And they lost the game there with Fourier going off. You see, that is a problem. You must have discipline. If you haven't got discipline, you can't go forward. They've got to learn to discipline themselves. Mm. And that guy had phoned in and said, we're going to win the World Cup. Mm. No ways. <laughs> Not the way the All Blacks are playing. Not the way the All Blacks. We were lucky to win the, the World Cup last year, uh, two years ago. We never faced the All Blacks. 
Okay, Colin. Okay, Colin. But but like the coaches said, I mean, they lost by three points to vault number ones and by four points to vault number twos. So that's how far off they are of the top two teams in the world. But but Mike, maybe let me just run through the questions if I remember them correctly. Let's start with the discipline. Is that an issue or what for you? Do the box still need to work on ahead of the World Cup? Okay, are we, are we going to go first to, to the Russell question about uh, uh, can you address the Actually, the let's, let, let, let's go there because you also wrote about it and you said he was losing yeah. the battle against World Rugby. Yeah, he's, he had another, yeah. another meltdown on social media. Look, what, what happens is the, 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 the call is quite right. The, the, the coaches do have recourse after a game. They, um, on a Sunday, they can send in... Um, sort of clips to World Rugby to the refereeing department highlighting um, uh, areas of concern. So say they they feel they were harshly penalized or or they didn't understand this decision or that decision, they can put that all together and they send it to the the referees department and they um, are entitled to get clarification. Now, this is the whole reason why Rossi did that famous video of his um, after the, that first test against the British Lions, is because there's no, there isn't really accountability when it's done in house like that. So they send an email to World Rugby, and they, they, they maybe get a few answers back, but n- nothing changes. That's what, uh, that, that, that's, nothing really ever um, comes out of it. So that's why Rossi made his video public. So that way, there's more pressure on the referees to actually rectify these 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 problems, these mistakes that they make. Will it not so get him into trouble like the last time? <laughs> yeah. So that, but but now you see he's doing it again. He's he's releasing these little clips on on uh, uh, on Twitter, and he's he's being he's being quite sort of sarcastic, mm-hmm. and he's 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 saying he's not saying, oh look look at this. Um, Terrible mistake by the referee. He says, "He says, hello guys. Um, well, thanks, thanks to the to France for giving us such a nice uh, atmosphere at the game. Well played, everyone." And then he just then he puts in a few clips, and uh, you know, so he's trying to be more subtle. But mm. really, it's <laughs> it's very clear what he's what he's doing. Yeah. And I I have a theory that the referees are getting annoyed with. With with Rossi, mm. who continually having these little little digs uh, at them, and I think it's almost in their subconscious now that uh, you know that South Africa they always give us hassle. There's always a wind. There's always something. So I think it might be starting to work against us. You know, we we need to stop poking and prodding the the officials because it doesn't really uh, nothing really ever changes. So so why annoy them? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. I think Rafi needs to calm down a bit. The, there was a question about the discipline. Is is discipline an yeah. issue for you with this team? Look, I, discipline is, is absolutely vital because those big World Cup games can be decided on a penalty, three points. Quite often, those those very close games comes down to a penalty or two. I don't think our discipline is that bad, but it's, it's something you've got to continually work on because it could be the difference between you going through in a, from a quarterfinal to a semifinal, qualifying for time, or indeed, um, you know, you know, World Cup finals are almost always penalty. There are very few tries in them. It's the, 
the team that, that, that gets the, the most penalty opportunities um, often wins those World Cup finals. So discipline is, is extremely important, but um, I don't think ours is, uh, is so bad that we, we need to panic about it. What about the goal kicking, Mike? It was a big talking point in the lead up that was to the game. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. <laughs> um, it was, I mean, Fafin Chesnut splitting the uprights like With such uh, confidence, eh? Unbelievable. But you know what I liked about that is someone was asking me about Damien's game. Now, I thought there was a very clever strategy of the coaches. They, um, they took the goal kicking away from Damien. Um, from the word go, so he wasn't involved. So he could just concentrate on, on trying to play fly half without the the stress of, of trying to pick the goals as well. And I thought he went quite well. I think he's um, he can be a bit erratic, but, I mean, that guy's got flair. Yeah, he's, 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 he's a really good attacking rugby player. And um, I thought he had one of his better games. Look, he sometimes uh, his kicking is, is inconsistent. This is kicking for touch and for, for territory. But, hey, what an exciting guy when he's got the ball in hand. And I, I was pleased that they took that pressure away from him um, by giving the kicking to the other two. But but how long can they get away with it? Or does it justify the decision not to go with yeah. a specialist kicker? Or should money Look, come we, in? We've got to remember that we've got a bit of a problem there at 10 because um, uh, in terms of fit guys who are... Uh, ready and willing to play. Um, you know, obviously, Andre Pollard is, is badly injured. Um, you know, Elton, Elton Yankees, uh, how could we put it, indisposed currently. <laughs> um, and then Johan Kulsen is like this, the, was the beginning of the season, that mm-hmm. was the pecking order. They wanted to bring Johan Kulsen through as the third fly off, and he's been injured most of the year, so they're trying to, to get him game time in the SAA games. So I think I think um, Damien pretty much is a stand and fly off. I think when we go to the World Cup next year, he'll he'll be the fullback. I don't I don't see him as the the starting ten. But and, and another another um, uh, uh, listener made the points about um, these games now. If mm. we lose all of them but win the World Cup, then it's all worth it because mm. this is all. Obviously, you want to win every match you play, and it's always disappointing when the Springboks lose. But honestly, if <laughs> if, if the coaches are learning about the players and their, this experimentation is providing them with essential knowledge, and then we win the World Cup next year, no one will remember that we lost mm. in Dublin and we lost in Marseille and and dare I say we lose in Genoa. Genoa. <laughs> no, let's not tempt fate. But, but if, if, if this is experimentation, and it is, because they, they're trying different things, then, it, then it's worth it if we win the World Cup. No, we, we, wouldn't care, we won't care less that, that we lost these games. If, okay. uh, we go, if, if it's putting us in a better uh, space to win that World Cup. So Okay. Let's, let's look at yeah. the bigger picture then. Uh, those are the views of uh, Mike Greenaway, multimedia journalist at IOL. Thanks, Mike. Always a pleasure speaking to you and reading your stuff also in the paper. Thanks for the insight and for speaking to us on SAFM. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Mike. Keep well. Maybe we'll build up to Italy closer to the game on Saturday.